Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 370 for Tuesday, the 21st of October, 2014. Hello! Welcome! Indeed, welcome to the show! <laughs> and tonight, uh, we've got a really exciting show. We're actually going to learn to create an e-commerce website. We're going to be looking at how to create a clothing line website so that you can sell clothing on your website. But there's a twist because that knowledge can be can transcend any kind of online merchandise. Be it if you are handy with maybe crafts or something like that, you can sell them on your website. If you want to sell anything at all, you can do that with the knowledge that we're going to teach you tonight. So stick around. This is definitely for you. Sasha, what's coming up in the news? Here's what's coming up in the Category5.tv newsroom. The BBC is going to publish a continually updated list of articles removed from Google under the controversial Right to be Forgotten rule. A pair of researchers have discovered how to hack a smart meter, allowing attackers to lower their utility bill or even have someone else get billed for the usage. An innovative company is bringing offline access to internet-sourced information in areas of the world with no internet. And a malicious worm that can roam the net seeking data stored on insecure hardware has been created by a security researcher. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. Introducing Belltone First, a revolutionary new hearing aid. So small you can hardly see it. So comfortable you can hardly feel it. For the first time ever, you can control hearing aids directly from your iPhone. Pick up the phone, listen to music, and use your hearing aids like wireless headphones. Hear everything that matters. Try Belltone First. For a free trial, call 1-800-BELLTONE now. Category 5 Technology TV. Hello. My Hello. name is Robbie Ferguson. I'm Kelsey Jensen. Kelsey, how you been? I've been good. It's good. This is Studio D. Yes. Welcome it's to very, the space. Very exciting. Uh, I don't know if those, if everybody at home knows, but you were actually here helping out with some of the painting, and, and you can catch those at cat5.tv slash studio. We've got the backstage pass videos if you want to see all the work that went into this crazy place. Uh, we've got this big white wall behind me. It's actually a bit of an off off-white. Brown, off-white off. kind of thing. Uh, we've got that to contend with. We've got some wallpaper that still has to go up. We've got the TARDIS to go up on the door that we got from ThinkGeek. we got to deal with this glare issue because <laughs> my poor camera guy, Adam, is uh, having trouble getting that uh, that white balance and the, and the exposure quite right. Yeah, just so it doesn't look quite as bald as it normally It's the glare. It's oh, the yeah. shine in this extremely, exuberantly bright room. Had it all tweaked just before the show. I was working with the uh, the exposure levels in the camera, and finally was able to get the the glare off of my forehead, which is amazing. But the wall behind me was black, and you couldn't see Kelsey at all. It was like the lights were out, so, and there was just this glow. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna nail it. Uh, I wanted to mention again tonight. Make sure you get over to cat5.tv/green. Sasha has got this gorgeous new green screen studio. Sasha, what do you think of the space? I love it. We picked it up over at cat5.tv slash green. Those studio, uh, like the, it's basically a green screen studio kit. So you get everything, the lights, the green screen, the stands, everything that you need to build your own green screen studio in the garage or in the basement, however you want to do it. You get everything and it's all in one kit. They are like 57% off right now at cat5.tv slash green so go check one out those are great i mean uh, i've done video production for 
local companies and uh, you know people want to have just a uh, Sasha you know I mean even uh, video testimonials of customers it's That's a really great uh, wouldn't it be great to have a green screen where absolutely you can do something a then I mean then you're not limited to wherever the room is that you have to be doing the filming yeah right sometimes you're in a wee tight spot like the last You've been studio there before, right <laughs> <laughs> And it's true, and and I think Sasha, actually, you've been you've been through this, getting viewer test or not viewer testimonials, customer testimonials, and you've got a, a wall that's covered in whatever, and you've got mm-hmm. stuff all going on all around. Just to be able to set up this green screen mm-hmm. is a neat thing. Mm-hmm. We love it here at Studio D. It's a pretty great feature, I would say. I think so. Hope everybody's having a wonderful week so far. Uh, hi to our chat room. I see it's uh, starting to fill up. Yes. Who do we see? Jot. As always, is there? Of course. Greetings, Jot. Lots of people in. Andrew Bates, 10. Yeah, joining us for the first time tonight. Just discovered the show. Welcome. Love to hear where you're from, uh, how you found the show, how you're watching us tonight. And uh, welcome to the community. Welcome to the show. Uh, If you're new here, make sure you check out Category5.tv. We've got a website there that you can actually sign up for a free account. And uh, that gives you access to all the Backstage Pass features. We've got bonus features that are coming up. Speaking of incredible bonus features, Sasha, do you want to tell them about our newest, most exciting (laughs) feature that has come to the Category5.tv studios? I am super excited. I have, I I guess I have my own news channel. I have my own news. I am not very good at on the spot. I have my own Roku (laughs) channel. (laughs) Robbie, why don't you tell everybody? I'll put it up on the teleprompter. (laughs) I have a new news channel. Uh, You can get on the LinuxTechShow.com. You can get onto our Roku channel and you'll see that there is the Category5.tv newsroom with Sasha Dermatis. Uh, we've also got RSS feeds set up specifically for that content. So if you want to just get that little, I don't know, five to eight minute segment once a week that is uh, basically the top news stories from the Category5.tv newsroom, uh, you can do that. Go to cat5.tv slash RSS. Go to yeah. our YouTube channel, linuxtechshow.com. Or, uh, of course, you can catch it on our Roku channel, Category5TV, which incidentally, if you're not already subscribed, we are the number two top-rated science and tech show on the Roku. That's awesome. Fabulous. It's incredible. And thank you so much for voting for us. We appreciate that very, very much. I can honestly say that if you follow from the beginning right through, you'll be able to see me stuttering through my nerves at the beginning. (laughs) And in four or five seasons from this point, I will have the perfect news anchor intonation. (laughs) If you want to go there, if you want to go there... Episode one of Category 5 TV, season one, episode one. I was just, it was me in the basement with a webcam. <laughs> Perfect. That was, that was it. it That's was, entertaining. It's what we call brutal. Yes. And of course, Category 5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN and the Interna- International Association of Internet Broadcasters, Cat5.tv slash IAIB. Thanks, Kelsey. Also, make sure you check out our mobile website, m.cat5.tv. Scan the code. Go there. Check it out now. We've got live video and audio streaming. We've got access to back episodes as well. I think you can actually watch every single episode of Category5.tv right there on our mobile website. That's a feat of digital amazingness when you think about 370 hours of this stuff. (laughs) Tech broadcasting right here from our studio. Oh, yeah. Thank you to everybody who has contributed toward the building of Studio D. We're here, and if you're new here, uh, of course, you know, Studio D, Andrew, may be a, a new concept to you. We were in Studio C, yes. and the logical progression to that was <laughs> to move into Studio D, which is uh, probably about five times the space. At least. We've got a lot more space here. We've got a lot more space to work with, mm-hmm. and we've got the green screen set. We've got all this set up and ready to go. We're broadcasting from here. We've still got a, a lot to do, but we're in. Yes, and which is the good thing, which is the best thing. We're here. It's comfortable. Uh, just take that in, eh? It's great. But there is still some work to be done, and I just wanted to say thank you to those who have supported the project. If you are new here or if you haven't been following along with the videos, check out cat5.tv studio because we've got videos there from Backstage Pass, which is basically our behind-the-scenes videos, how Studio D came to be. Can I give a quick shout-out to my sister? 
I just got a message that this is her first show she's watching live. Way to go. Yeah. So hi, Colleen, all the way in Alberta. Hi, Colleen. Thanks for joining the show. (laughs) Welcome. What do you think of the new virtual set for uh, Sasha D? How cool is that, right? It's pretty cool. (laughs) Welcome to our newly registered viewers, our new viewers on our website. We've got viewers all over the world tonight. If you'd like to see a viewer location map just to see where all the pins fall, for those who are watching the show right now, go to map.com cat5.tv Yes. It's cool. Ready to get into it? All right. We've got a lot to cover tonight. We're going to yes. build a clothing store using free tools. Yeah. Nothing's nothing's going to cost us any money to do. We can actually do this with WordPress? What? Blogging software? Oh, frightening. What's nice about WordPress? It's already got things like user management comments systems and all of that kind of stuff all built into it and then we add a plugin which we're going to look at it's called woo commerce woo commerce you have to woo commerce woo commerce it's it's really quite brilliant okay so i'm going to get over to demo.cat5.tv slash 017 that is where our brand new store is going to be set up Let's bring it up. WooCommerce. That's, that's a fun <laughs> word to say. <laughs> Let's see if we can get there. All right, folks. Here we go. So, hello, world. This is our brand new blog, as, as we'll say. But what we're going to do is we're going to get into the administrative aspects. And we've been looking at WordPress as a viable platform for blogging over the past little while. Um, but tonight, we're actually going to turn this blog into an online store. I'm using clothing as a good example because we can get into things like sizing and colors and variations of the products, right. which transcends all kinds of products. So it's not just a clothing store. And if you're thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to start a clothing store, well, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you might be willing to sell, or maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for a friend or family member who is uh, an amazing painter, right. say, or maybe a, a self-published author. And you want to be able to set up a a way for them to sell their product. Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody who does woodworking. I mean, it just transcends all of these kinds of things. That's what we're going to do tonight. So I'm going to really quickly log into this blog at demo.cap5.tv slash 017. There we go. Okay. I'm in. Let's bring it up on your screen for you. Okay. So this is, I've got a (laughs) pardon me, a base install of... WordPress here. And what we're going to do is we're going to go into our plugins and we're going to add new. One of the nice things here is that uh, we're able to, with WordPress, anything that we do as far as installing plugins, we're not having to download it to our computer and then upload it to the server and, and do that kind of thing. What we're able to do with WordPress is use the plugin management to add a plugin, and it's actually downloaded directly to the server. It doesn't go through our internet. It it doesn't come to my computer and then go up to the server. It's fast. It's extremely fast because servers usually have a very fast connection to the internet. Uh, And also it saves your own bandwidth. Here we're on LTE, LTE internet, so we pay for the bandwidth we use. It's nice to have this ability to install things on our blog without having to use our computer as the interim step. So looking at ad plugins in WordPress, simply all I have to do is WooCommerce. It it already started (laughs) filling things in. So I just type that into the search. It's going to find it. And there it is from WooThemes. It looks like an aardvark. There you go. Purple aardvark. Install now. We're going to say okay. And it's Remember, because this is going directly to my server, it's not coming through my computer. It's not limited by the speed of my computer. It's limited only by the speed of my server, and it's already done. It's downloaded it. It's unpacked it. It's installed it. It's successfully installed WooCommerce. I'm going to activate that plugin. Thanks, Kelsey. <laughs> you have to say it like that. Woo I know. Commerce. I know. You got it. <laughs> you have Woo. to. It is Woo. mid-October, isn't it? Yeah. Commerce. <laughs> 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 All right. So there we go. I clicked on activate plugin. See what happens here. Now, as soon as that's active, you know what's going to... There. Done. Welcome to WooCommerce. You're already re- almost ready. Do you want to 
what do you want to do? Install WooCommerce pages. You got to do that because it's going to give you like the shop, cart, checkout, all that kind of stuff. So I clicked on that. What's neat about this plugin is it's not just a plugin like some of the basic things that we've looked at. We're literally creating an e-commerce platform with a couple of mouse clicks. Is really that simple? It's really that simple. Full stop. It's already done. What? So if I go back to that website, demo.cat5.tv slash 017, that's just our demo server so that we can play around and monkey around with stuff. Let's see what happens here. Okay, now you'll notice I've got cart, checkout, my account. So, okay, that's awesome. Up at the top there. Sorry, the full screen thing was coming in. So it's created this cart, checkout, my account. That's cool. Well, what does it mean? So we're going to jump back here, and I said we would be creating a uh, uh, clothing store. So we're going to create our very first product. So I'm imagining that we've got a sweatshirt, right? Okay. Maybe, maybe even yeah. you do. Maybe you've got access to a local supplier that wants to do shirts, and you can... Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. No Easy breezy. Okay. So I'm going to go into Woo, uh, WooCommerce here. Uh, before we get our product set up, let's actually create, uh, basically set up the store itself. I shouldn't get too ahead of myself. So WooCommerce and then settings is going to let me into the, the basic, you know, the first step of setting up my my system itself because what's important here is that we centralize things i want to have things in dollars and uh and and i want it to be um centralized to canada so uh if i click on base location here and go canada you'll see that it actually finds my country and provinces so i'm going to go ontario there we go. So that's important because we're going to have the ability to add things like taxation, um, shipping modules so that uh, you can actually uh, calculate shipping automatically. It's all built into WooCommerce. How great is it? Selling locations. Where do you want to sell to? We'll go with all countries. Enable site-wide store. Notice text. No. Uh, enable. That's all fine. Okay. What currency are we going to do? Uh, pound sterling? No. I want Canadian dollars. In my case, of course, for you, it's going to be whatever your local currency is, whatever it is that you're working with. Okay, how do we want it to look? Yeah, we're going to have the dollar symbol, uh, or in this case, it's showing a pound symbol. We're going to have it to the left. That's perfect. Thousand separators, all that stuff is going to stay as is, and then we're going to save changes. So now I've got it, I've got it localized to Canada. You'll see it's now updated to dollars. And it's going to display the, the way that I want. If you're in Quebec, you might want it to be to the right, for example, uh, for French, the way that it's written there. And I can adjust that fairly simply. So now I'm, I'm basically pleased with the, the initial setup of my store. Can you believe that it, we're, we're basically up and running? We just don't have any products yet. We're, we're there, though. So that's really the next step. The next logical step is to add products. If I go to products, you'll see... I've just got nothing. And you'll see those under products. Products. It's just loading here. It's a coming. It's a little slow. That's okay. And that could be our internet because we are on uh, cellular here. Okay, so the products section is absolutely empty right now. I can click on add product there or on the left. So clicking on add product. This is where things get fairly exciting because I'm going to actually create those items that I'm going to be selling. So look past the fact that I'm doing sweatshirts and, and look at the fact that this could be anything at all. I'm going to give this product a name. This is something that uh, this, this should be fairly hooky that you want to, you know, uh, we're going to call this the amazingly comfortable sweatshirt. Okay. Here I'm going to say whatever it is that I want to say about it. Beautiful sweatshirt. That might be a little optimistic, but that's okay. It's beautiful. It's super comfortable. (laughs) That's all we need to know. Made of 100% awesome. You're probably going to want more details there. Okay. um, uh, Yeah? You you mentioned that we're still on the cellular um, yes, here. here in the studio. Yes. Uh, good guy wants to know if we're, if we're going to be getting regular internet in here. We can't. We can't. 
There's no such thing as regular internet at Studio D. There is fiber optic internet, which is $740 a month. That's a little... Can't do it. Not going to do it. Not, uh, not, uh, we, we, we can't do that. We're a volunteer organization. We do the show for free. Um, if you click on enough ads, maybe we can do it. If you send in enough donations, maybe we can do it. But it has to be so, so frequent. I mean, $740 a month. Yeah. And so that's crazy. So what we hope to do, go to my blog, not to digress away from our feature, but uh, go to my blog, baldnerd.com, and uh, it, we're hoping to put a tower on the roof and send a wireless signal, 5 gigahertz, to my house. Yeah. And then that way we can piggyback off of cable internet, which is 250 megs a second. Perfectly fine. Yeah. So that would be fine. That would be our solution. It costs us $1,000 in order to do that. I believe we've raised about $350, if I'm not mistaken, so far. So if you want to contribute to that good guy, um, we, we'd definitely appreciate that. But it's baldnerd.com to find out more about that. Thank you. Okay, back to our, our presentation here. I'm going to look at, uh, okay, so I've, I've got to put in a product SKU. This is going to help me during the order process. This could be your own SKU or this could be a SKU with your supplier or something like that. So I'm going to call it SWE-01 for sweatshirt 01. Okay, notice that there is regular price and sale price. One of the reasons that I wanted to actually do this feature was because it can get really, really complex if you don't understand the inner workings of how to create a variable attribute product. That's what we want to establish here with pricing and things like that. And if you're not sure what that means, think about the fact that, okay, I have one sweatshirt, but I might have small through to 5XL or extra small through. Who knows what kind of variables there are to the ordering process. I might have white, red, and black available to my customers. So those are all variables, and they could affect pricing because uh, a 3XL might cost me more to manufacture than an extra small, for example. And if that's the case, I may have to have variable pricing as well. So one of the things that we wanted to learn tonight is how to do that. So you'll notice regular price and sale price. I'm actually not even going to touch those. But here in WooCommerce, I'm going to change my product uh, type to variable product. And this you're going to use for all different types of products. And notice that WooCommerce does support external affiliate products. So if you're selling for Amazon or Cafe Press or something like that, you can do that. Um, and then group products as well. Simple products are just, you know, if you're selling a book and there are no variables to it. Variable product applies to things like this, where colors and things like that are available. Everything else... Um, down the list, we're going to just kind of leave as is for now. We're not going to do inventory control tonight, but WooCommerce does allow you to do that, as well as calculating shipping based on weights, sizes, measurements, all that kind of stuff. What we're going to do is we're going to jump directly into attributes. Noting linked products is going to actually make it so that as someone is checking out, if they've clicked on uh, walkie-talkie in your store and you're also selling EcoAlkaline's batteries, you can link them together so that it says, hey, you should probably also buy the batteries for this walkie-talkie, and it's cross-sales. It's a bit of an upsell, but it also helps people to get the things that they need. If you buy a printer, you very well might need a USB cable, and so that's what I discovered. All right, so attributes. That's where we're going to go. You'll notice there's a blank page, and this is why it can be a little bit confusing. I want to do size and color. Those are the two attributes that I want to do for my sweater. So I'm going to click Add over here, and then I'm going to click Add again. So now I've got two spots to fill in two different types of attributes. First one here, I'm going to call it Size. Notice that I'm doing Size first. There's a reason for that in clothing, because... I'm going to have variable pictures. So if I select black, it's going to show a picture of the black shirt. If I select white, it's going to show a picture of the white shirt, just like any good e-commerce store that supports jQuery or Ajax or whatever. So size, though, is not going to change anything. So I want to actually have the size be the first thing that's asked. It's going to be in order. And then the color is going to be the second thing that's asked. So that it, they've already chosen their size. Then they chose to choose the color, and it changes the color of the picture. It might make sense once I do it a little bit better. So I've entered the name as size. What do we want to do? Small, medium, large. And I'm just going to go up to extra large. I'm not going to do extra small or anything, just so that we have this to work with. <clears throat> Visible on product page, we want to turn off. What that means is you think about a cart page or a product page, and there's... Um, 
specifications or something like that. So do you want to show small, medium, large, extra large in a tab of specifications? It's really not necessary. You just want it to be something that they can select during the order process. So that's where we say it's used for variations. That's very important that you check that. Otherwise, we're not going to have the option to select it during checkout. Next one. <clears throat> These are attributes. Color. What do we want? Let's say we have white. Oh, notice what I'm doing is I'm separating them with a pipe. And a pipe is that straight line. It's uh, above your enter key. It's on the, uh, the, the slash. So it's not, it's not a colon. It's a, it's a straight up and down line. Sometimes it, it has a break in the middle, depending on your keyboard. But it looks like you see on your screen there. I had no idea that's what it was. There you go. It's called a pipe. <laughs> and it it's differentiates between the, the attributes that I'm creating. So small is going to be one to select. And it doesn't have to be listed like that. If you want it to be verbose, you can put it in like that. Right? You can do whatever you like. It's your store. I'm just going to go, everybody knows what that means. And by breaking it up by a pipe, that means that these are each... So that's going to be an option. That's going to be an option. Okay. So similarly, we're going to go red and black separated by a pipe. So now, okay, don't forget, used for variations, I need to be able to select the color of my shirt. Save the attributes. It's going to spin a little bit. And it's done. Okay. So what's next? Now we notice that we've selected used for variations. Well, we need to actually create our variations. I'm going to show you that. It's going to make a lot of sense as soon as I do. I'm going to click on variations here, and you notice that there is nothing. So if I save this product right now, it's, it's not going to be available for sale because I haven't actually created any of the variations. So if I click on link all variations, are you sure you want to do this? I say, okay, now it's all going to make sense. It's creating from my attributes all of the possible variations of this particular product automatically. So it's created 12 variations, and you'll see now as soon as I hit okay... This is where it makes sense all of a sudden. We have a small shirt white. That's one variation. We have a medium shirt white. We have a large shirt white, an extra large shirt white, a small shirt red. See how that goes? So those are our variations. Next step is to create basically the, you know, you don't want to have to go through and create the price for each one if the price is going to be the same. So I might say, okay, let's do a bulk edit on prices and hit go. And I'm going to say these shirts are worth $35.99. And then I hit okay. And it's created the price as $35.99 for all variations. That saves me some time. So now I'm going to go, okay, I need some pictures for each of these products. I've got a small white shirt. I'm going to click on this icon over here which is in fact it's not very clear so click on it and it's going to ask you for a picture and you can select a file I'm going to jump onto my desktop and I've got some shirt pictures here uh, this is white so I've selected the white notice I've got three different pictures there's the white one and I'm going to click on it and I'm going to say okay there we go there's my variation image so once it's finished uploading and processing there we go set variation image down at the bottom right there we are. So now we've got the white picture in for the white small shirt. Now for the medium. I don't have to upload it again. I'm going to click on it again and hit set variation image. Same with the large. Nice and quick now, right? Because I don't have any more uploading to do for that white picture. Save. Okay, so now red is where we're at. I'm going to add a picture. I'm going to upload a new file up at the top left here because we don't have a red picture yet. There it is. Hit open. And now set the variation image. So now I have a picture for my small red shirt. And do the same for black. There it is. Now I'm going to go through each of these and simply click on the picture. That's red. Notice that I'm, I'm seeing it right here. Medium red. Medium black. So we're going to select this picture. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And if you have any questions for us tonight, what we're doing is we're actually taking a look at WooCommerce. It's a plugin for WordPress. And with this plugin, we're able to create an incredible e-commerce store with free tools. It's absolutely free. All you need is WordPress 
from WordPress.org. You can download it and install it. Follow the t- tutorials that we've already done on the show. And, of course, WooCommerce, as you found, we just yes. install as Woo a plugin. WooCommerce. Woo. Commerce. <laughs> so it's a plugin that you can install. Now we're going to pick up where we left off in just a couple of moments' time. I'm going to finish up uh, with the final products, adding those pictures as you've seen there, and then we're going to pick it up uh, right after the news. So over to the newsroom, uh, Sasha Dermatis, take it away. It's Tuesday, October 21st, 2014, and here are the stories we're covering this week. The BBC will be exposing articles removed from Google by the right to be forgotten rule. Smart meters can be hacked to reduce your utility bill. Offline access to internet content is coming to areas of the world with no internet access. And a proof of concept worm has demonstrated that an attacker could take control of home data storage. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Operation Christmas Child is one of the great stories that's unfolding in our lifetime. We are only seeing just the beginning of this project. And these children will change the world. And here are the top stories from the Category 5.TV newsroom. The BBC is to publish a continually updated list of its articles removed from Google under the controversial right to be forgotten rule. The ruling allows people to ask Google to remove some types of information about them from its search index. But editorial policy head David Jordan told a public meeting hosted by Google that the BBC felt some of its articles had been wrongly hidden. Mr. Jordan claims that the BBC had so far been notified of 46 links to articles that had been removed. In the next few weeks, the BBC will begin publishing the list of removed URLs it has been notified about by Google. Mr. Jordan said, greater care should be given to the public's right to remember. Many utility companies are installing remote meters to help customers monitor and manage their power use and help them be more energy efficient. Javier Vidal is an independent researcher who, along with Alberto Alera, has found flaws in the smart meters. He says, we took them apart to see how they work. What he found has raised some concerns at the utility companies. Smart meters can be hacked to under-report energy use. This essentially means, with a little know-how and very little scruples, you could effectively cut your electricity bill. Attackers could use what the pair found to under-report energy use or to get someone else to pay their bills by using their ID and messages sent back to the nodes that log usage. With more, with more work, researchers claim they might be pos- it might be possible to find a way to seek out meters and cut off the power that they are supplying. Essentially, the warning is that poorly protected the warning is that poorly protected credentials inside the devices could let attackers take control of the gadgets. The utility company that deployed the meters are now improving the device's security to help protect its network. Can an entire library be put in your pocket? Most people would say yes. All you need is a mobile phone with access to the internet. But what about for the many people in the world that lack internet connectivity? The answer can still be yes, according to Saeed Karim, who explained the nature of his company OuterNet at TED Global. The business aims to address the fact that about two-thirds of the world's population has no internet access. He told the BBC, when you talk about the internet, you talk about two main functions, communication and information access. It's the communication part that makes it so expensive. So, OuterNet focuses instead on information. The project aims to create a core archive of the world's most valuable knowledge culled from websites including Wikipedia and Project Gutenberg, a collection of copyright-free ebooks. This would be updated on roughly a monthly basis. It would also provide more time-sensitive content including news bulletins and disaster alerts that could be updated several times an hour. All this information would then be broadcast via satellites and picked up by equipment on the ground, which in turn creates Wi-Fi hotspots, allowing the data to be accessed by individual smartphones and computers. A small village in Central Africa, for example, Mr. Kareem said, one hotspot could provide dozens of books and other information to 
to 300 people living close by. Mr. Kareem said the system was currently capable of broadcasting 200 megabytes of data per day, but his intention is to increase that to 100 gigabytes or more. He said, we want to use as much existing technology and repurpose it a bit so that people buy as little stuff as possible. Mark Newman from the technology research firm Ovum believes the idea to be an interesting one, but expresses concern over literacy issues. He says, delivery by audio rather than text would be something to look at, but that would use up more data. While companies like Facebook hope to bring the internet to these areas, Mr. Kareem believes that broadcasting data offline could be a better way to bypass censorship and distribute knowledge. We checked and his conviction is legit. OuterNet even allows you to download the entire archive directly from their website, OuterNet.is. A malicious worm that can roam the net seeking data stored on insecure hardware has been created by a security researcher. The proof-of-concept worm was written to illustrate how vulnerable these data stores are to malicious attack. The worm can exploit the many bugs research researcher Jacob Holcomb found in popular home data systems. Already, he said, there was evidence cyber criminals had noticed how easy it was to exploit these data stores. Mr. Holcomb started to work on the started to work on the worm after carrying out a series of tests on network attached storage NAS systems made by 10 separate manufacturers. Many people connect to these devices to give a home router to a home router to give family members a place to put important files such as photos and films or to act as a backup against other gadgets. Some home routers can also connect to hard drives to turn them into NAS type devices. Mr. Holcomb's investigation revealed 30 separate undocumented vulnerabilities in the NAS devices. Many of these, if exploited, would give an attacker complete control over a device letting them plunder the data on it, or use it in a way to get at other devices in that home network and spy on what people did online. Most of the exploitable products he found were in the web-based interface typically used to administer these devices. All your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the Category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. Thank you, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and uh, we're looking at setting up WordPress as an, pardon me, an e-commerce solution tonight. And one of the things that we're going to need for our WordPress site is good, reliable hosting. Now, we've got uh, cheap hosting available for you through cat5.tv slash dreamhost, cat5.tv slash dreamhost. Use the coupon code cat5tv. You're going to spend only $70. That's going to give you one year of carbon-neutral Linux-based uh, hosting on Apache servers. Uh, it's going to give you one free domain registration. So if you want your own .com, you've got it. It's included within that unlimited storage space for your website. You even get a 50-gigabyte backup account. So if you want to use your uh, web space to do your personal backups from your home computer, that's fine as well. They provide that. Host an unlimited number of domains on your account at no extra charge, just the cost of the registration of the domain itself. So if you want to have multiple websites hosted on your hosting plan, there's no extra charge on that. Uh, also, unlimited bandwidth and unlimited email accounts available for you. Only $70 a year. Cat5.tv slash dreamhost. Use the coupon code CAT5TV. It's going to be perfect for your WordPress blog. Okay. So back to WordPress. This is uh, amazing. We've got I, – I took the time there to put all of the product pictures in. We're good to go. All of my variations are ready. My price is $35.99. Now, what's next? I need to create or add a product image. So what that means is that this is for a non-variation. So this is just for the, the particular shirt itself. This is the one that is going to represent it before the person has even started checking out. I'm going to say, hey, maybe the red one looks best. So I'm going to set that one as my product image. That's going to be the default that everyone's going to see. Scroll up a little ways. Product tags and categories. <laughs> tags are great. I would say things like long sleeve, fleece. What is a tag? Well, a tag is so that if somebody is looking at one fleece shirt and they think, oh, this is great, they can actually click on fleece and it will show them all the other fleece shirts. Or if they're looking for a long sleeve shirt, they can easily zoom in on all the long sleeve shirts because I've created them 
as a tag. Think of them as keywords. They're also good for search engines. Okay, category. Well, I'm going to go add a new product category. And for this particular one, uh, it's probably a unisex shirt, but I could say menswear or something like that. But let's say, let's say menswear. Sure, why not? Uh, and then I can create that category. This is the first time I've ever done it, so I can't select it from the list because it doesn't exist yet. Next time around, I can just check it off. Brilliant. You can expand that if you like, and you can do parent categories and, you know, if I want to do sweaters. Oh, sweaters. And I can put that under menswear. Now I've got menswear sweaters as category. Okay, that's great. So I feel like I'm ready. I've created my product. I've got my attributes, my variations for all the different sizes and colors and all the product pictures all ready to go. I'm going to hit publish. And now as soon as that's done, amazingly, I'm, I'm already ready to go. Let's check out the website. It's publishing now. Not sure. Should be pretty quick to get in there. Shop. There we go. Shop up at the top right on this particular template. Product is saved. There we go. So my first product is already in. And I'm using a default uh, WordPress template. We're going to look at different themes on upcoming shows. I can click on that product. I can see my amazingly comfortable sweatshirt. And imagine that I've already basically created the back end or the functionality of an online store. And it's not an, an, an unsophisticated one. I don't like this theme. Obviously, the default theme with WordPress doesn't quite work. If I click on the shirt, I get to see it bigger. That's cool. Now, watch what happens here. I'm going to select the size as medium, and I'm going to select the color, which we choose white. Look at that. Automatically choose black. That's fancy. That's pretty cool. So that I use the clothing as the example, but it could be anything. It could be all the different variations of your whatever it is that you're selling. And there you have it. It's nice and easy for the end user. It's nice and easy for you to add product or modify it. So now add to cart. Where does it go from there? Done. What do you want to do? View your cart. See, so everything is all created and ready to go. It's really, really simple to get up and running. There are a couple of things that you'll still need to do, and you're going to find all the basic settings uh, in your uh, WooCommerce administration panel. On WooCommerce. <laughs> <laughs> so you go into settings, and you're going to find things such as payment options, payment processors, taxation, right? So you've got tax up here, and you, you're going to need to set taxes. If you're you're going to need to enable taxes and set up what the tax rates for your different states and things are. Checkout. Well, what uh, what type of payment options do you want to use? So I would, of course, jump over to PayPal, and I would enable it, and I would walk through the steps. It it gives you all the steps, which we're not doing tonight, but I want to show you where to find this stuff. It gives you the steps on what you need to do uh, in order to get PayPal up and running. And that's all there is to it. And then as soon as you've got PayPal up and going, then you're able to uh, actually start selling the product through your website. You're going to get notifications by email because you're set up as the administration, uh, the administrator. You'll see that uh, emails can go to you. Emails can go to the customers. Uh, there you go, emails. And you can set up exactly what kind of information you want to be receiving by email, and you're good to go. So WooCommerce really makes it uh, simple for you. Uh, it's a great starting place on your WordPress blog. If you've already got a blog and you want to add e-commerce, perfect plugin. If you haven't got e-commerce yet and you want to create an online store, this is a great way to do it and a nice, easy way to get going. Don't forget, Kelsey, any time that you are going to be working with anything that is drop-in uh, WordPress, WooCommerce, any of those kinds of things, you have to be security conscious. Right. You've got to have something like WordFence installed on your WordPress blog so that you are reasonably safe. Keep a constant backup of your blog, of your online store. That's the database as well as the files. Updraft Plus makes it very, very simple for you in order to do that uh, because it creates those files and you can download them to your computer and save them offline and then if you ever have a hack attack or something go wrong with your, your site then you're um, pretty much safe. You can re-upload it yeah. and undo the what happened and then fix yeah. it and figure out how, how did they get in and fix it. Yeah. But it does happen, so make sure you're smart about that kind of thing. Uh, because we're not building something from scratch. We're building something like that lickety-split. <laughs> Here we are on a live show that's one hour long, and we've built an e-commerce store. Basically, like 20 minutes. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. How do you like it? Cool. Yeah. So if you've got ideas, if you think that you would like to uh, start selling, 
Let us know how you're able to use WooCommerce. We'd love to hear from you. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show, www.category5.tv. My name's Robbie Ferguson. Uh, Who else is it? Oh, yeah, you're here, too. Here. Whoa, it's not oh. just me. <laughs> hey, I'm here, too. Oh, hey, Sasha. And I have the chat room on my phone. You do? Which... Oh, could you read a little bit there? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually, I'm going to up out of my seat because I can do this. I, I got so much room here. Well, I can tell you, Robbie, that Tennessee yeah. Frank is looking for his stickers. Oh, yes, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I promised I would ask. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're in a box here in the new studio somewhere. They are. They um, are. We are working on uh, finding everything. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. What do you see in front of you, Sasha? I I see a teleprompter. Oh, I mean in the room along in the, the wall. In the room along the wall. I see the new Category 5 sign. Yeah. Any boxes? Some boxes. Oh, Lots right. Boxes. A many moving boxes oh, yeah. in yeah, various some, states of open. Or open, <laughs> but not unpacked. You see right. some, uh, I, I see that there are shelves. There are what, some What's on the shelves? shelves? There is um, a, a little bit of plastic wrap and uh, okay. an empty cellophane tape dispenser. <laughs> okay. All that to say. I'm sorry the for shelves, any, The shelves are bare. Yes, for any delays with regards to prizes or uh, orders, I apologize, but I, I, I know a lot unpacking. of... Everybody understands. I know that, and, and I appreciate your patience, but um, I've, I've lost some things, and I'm looking around, and I'm trying to find my way, and uh, th- that's just the inevitable nature of it. I haven't unpacked yet. No. We're working, I'm working on it because... The first step was get everything up and running and be on the air. Yeah. That and was the priority. That. I'm still... It's on route. <laughs> I just, just plugged in the printer today so that we had these, you know, the notes that are important to us. Uh, yes. All that kind of stuff. So working, working on it. Yeah. So this thank you. Thank you very much. Is that our only viewer question, Kelsey? No, that's not our only oh. viewer question. <laughs> <laughs> we have more viewer questions. I'm like... One from Dominic Sickles. I think I'm saying that right. Hey, Dominic. He was just wondering what software you use to make your video intros. He uses Windows, and he's running a Linux with a VM player, VBox. He does editing for other people, but he wants to know what you use. What do I use? First of all, Dominic, can I call you Pop? But I'm Bob. He's never heard that before. What? <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> oh, just because his last name is Sickles, which is a terrible. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I guess it's inevitable that one day somebody's (laughs) going to call him Pop. Uh, Dominic, thank you for the question. Okay, how did we do our intro? I believe what you're talking about is that uh, we're in outer space. Yeah. You you weren't there because you weren't on the show yet. We're going to be redoing the intro. And you know what, uh, Dominic? It's going to be really cool because uh, we are going to be redoing the intro because we're here. We're on season eight. We've got new people. Uh, Kelsey Jensen's here. We've got Bailey J. Thompson. A couple of people are... Still with the show, but not as actively involved in the show right now. That's due to uh, we had uh, we had one co-host who gave birth to their first child, oh, yes. uh, which is awesome. <laughs> but she's no n- not with us actively right now. That's uh, Abigail uh, Abigail Page, as you know. Uh, and uh, we've got other people that are just not necessarily as involved as they used to be. Yeah. So we need to rebuild our redo our show intro. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. And, Dominic, what I'm going to commit to do is uh, we're going to include how we do it on Backstage Pass. If you've got a Roku, check out Backstage Pass in the channel, Category 5, which is uh, cat5.tv slash Roku channel, R-O-K-U. Now, uh, in the meantime, I'll tell you what I did. I used Telestream Wirecast. What? What? You mean the live software that we use to broadcast <laughs> the show? Why, yes, Dominic. Yes, that's what I said. The very same. Why did I use that? Because, Sasha, it does really good live chroma key. Yes. Right? The chroma key is, is awesome. My, my shirt, I hear, is a little less awesome. Oh, that's not your... No, that's just the fee. That's because they're watching over LTE. That's fine. You're, you're watching this on on demand afterwards in HD so you know that it looks pretty good. Um, Wirecast does live chroma key. So what we did, if you recall, Sasha, I had the DSLR on a tripod in my garage because back then we didn't have a Studio D. We didn't have a beautiful green screen. We had a green tarp. (laughs) Right? Which I... 
hung up by masking tape from the door of the garage. Set up some studio lights, so at least we had good lights. You remember this? I remember this. It's coming back to me. Okay. That's, All of a sudden, the garage was transformed into a spaceship. Yes. Really just <laughs> that's, a that's green tarp. fairly ghetto. It's like, very ghetto. Very ghetto with the setup. So we had the DSLR set up, <laughs> and what I did is I did live output from my DSLR using uh, Nikon Hacker's firmware. As you remember from the interview, I was able to do that uh, with the D5100 and pipe that into Wirecast. So then I set up the shots, made it so that it looked good, and then turned off the live output. Okay, Hit record on the camera so that the camera would record in full 1080p. But here's the kicker. I had the camera on its other axis. I wasn't shooting horizontal. I was shooting vertical. Why did I do that? Because people are standing up, right? Yes, you have to get everything. If I move really quickly, I lose my head. Oh, but he's good, <laughs> right? So what happens here? You can't see my legs. You can't. It's too. Uh, you... Nice, nice try, Adam. <laughs> I know you're trying. Um, but why did I shoot vertical? Because we've got 1920 by 1080 pixels, right? So do I want to have 1080 pixels height, or do I want to have 1920 pixels height? Right, almost twice the resolution if you set yeah. your camera up, because uh, we're we're all pretty much vertical people, so yeah. it, it shoots a much higher resolution. If you're that horizontal, way. you may have an issue. So, <laughs> so I shot that. I shot that um, to the camera card. Then yeah. I took that card out, put it into the computer, took the file, rotated it, put it back into Wirecast as a file, not live, and did the same shot. So chroma keyed the file wirecast doesn't know the difference it thinks that that's a live shot whatever it's a file and that's how i was able to get the zoom in effect because as you can see uh, sasha i'm going to throw back to you okay sasha's there on a green screen with a stationary camera and i can do this now that's not we're we're still working on the positioning of things and you know all that kind of stuff but so this is probably a better shot better example i can zoom in and out and it looks fairly good it's fairly smooth because i've been tweaking how that's set up so it's basically two shots with two different positions of the camera yeah so i slowed it right down and then i clicked on the second shot and it looks like it's moving and really it's just a stationary shot in a garage so we use telestream wirecast cat5.tv/wirecast to shoot that and it's really just working with what we got doing something really neat and uh and it did a good job really good job because it does fantastic keying it does it does really good and now that we've got now that we've got a good green screen kit from cat5.tv slash green that's going to help as well we're going to be able to do a lot more cool thanks for the question appreciate that that's cool so the next question we have Mm -hmm. is from Sim Simiu, I probably butchered that. I am very sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, uh, he's from Houston. We try. Yeah, we try. Uh, he's from Houston. He watched episode three hundred and thirty-six about uh, Logitech versus Microsoft. Uh, I guess web cameras. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, he's built a streaming Windows PC with i seven three seven seven OK with three Avermedia capture cards, Wirecast 5. Okay. Uh, so our capture cards, even though you're using webcams, capture cards are HDMI. Okay. okay. So we're not using camcorders. No. Uh, so his first question, he mm-hmm. read some specs on the page for the law for the Logitech, looks like. The C920. Okay, that's yep. the camera that we're using for Sasha, by yes. the way. Um, the... It says Windows 7 or 8. Note, Windows 7 today would be HD through MJPEG. Driver for H.264 is TBD. Uh, What does this mean to someone doing broadcasting? 7 or 8. No, Windows 7. Okay, so this is with regards to using those webcams? Yes. How many webcams? Uh, He's looking at the Logitech uh, C930E. But why do you have the Avermedia cards if you're using a C930? C920. It's a C920, right? Here it says... Oh, you're doing it? Okay, C930. Okay. C930. Yeah, it's just a uh, slight upgrade on the C920. That's fine. But why do you have those Avermedia cards? Because uh, they're, they're HDMI, right? So I'm not sure I understand the, correl- the connection between those two. Um, okay, basically, um, regardless of the... Uh, and I've, uh, some people have said uh, that some of these cameras are not going to use CPU because they have built-in compression and all that. They still use CPU because they're using the USB bus, and USB uses CPU. 
so it can be pretty extensive. So the more that you use, the more CPU usage you're going to have. Um, on Windows, as far as the the whether it be Motion JPEG or H.264, I mean, everybody's going to say H.264 is the better way to go. Uh, you're going to get better frame rates, but what does it mean for someone doing broadcasting? If you're using a webcam, it's going to be uh, it's going to be not as good of quality as a prosumer camera. Plain and simple. Okay, I see. There's more to the question. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time. Three questions. So we'll I'm racing through a little bit. But <laughs> uh, he says on the same episode, you also talked about high CPU usage with USB 3.0, yep. 2.0 compared to HDMI. Even yes. though he has HDMI, I was thinking since USB cards are cheaper. Uh, with the easy plug and play function, if the money saved oh. from USB card was invested in a in a bigger CPU, example three nine thirty nine thirty K, would the thirty nine thirty K still have CPU usage issues? This is assuming oh, USB okay. cameras. So, yeah, right along the same vein as what I'm saying. Uh, what what's going to happen? And not to turn the show into a show about broadcasting. <laughs> and, you know, that's fine, but uh, sometimes that happens. Um, yeah, I mean, you could, with the money that you save, go that route. But I'm going to tell you, HDMI with a prosumer camera is always going to be better quality, period. So can you do it with a better... Can you save some money by going webcam and then add uh, add a better CPU? Sure you can. But what's the scenario? How is, how's your studio set up? We get away with it. Um, Adam, can you show the lights that are above Sasha right now? There's a light there. And we've got 5,500K bulbs above her. And we've got lights in front of her. We've got lights all around us to illuminate so that that webcam is able to do a lot with that, with that lighting. We, we kind of pull it off. Other thing about webcams is, uh, as we found Sasha today even, you had to move your chair up because a webcam does not have a distant setting, right? Because they're made, webcams are built to be in your face. They're for Skyping. They're for making phone calls and, and chats online and, and doing the occasional YouTube video. So thinking about that, where's it meant to be? You know, if this, is, if this is my webcam, it's meant to be right there and I'm talking into it. So if you're shooting a room, if Adam were trying to shoot us with a webcam, it wouldn't work because we'd all be fuzzy. Yeah. We'd be blurry. It, it won't focus like that. It's not, it's not built for that. So there are some major disadvantages to using webcams. But it works if you're close proximity, you've got excellent, excellent lighting, then you'll be able to pull it off. But you have to have a good CPU, for sure. Yep. Quickly next. We've yes. got two minutes. Last question from him. <laughs> <laughs> he had three parts to his question. Okay. Uh, he hosts talent, dance talent shows in the evenings, nights for, with low light. He stumbled upon your Curie for new gear on the Wirecast forum. Oh, cool. Where someone suggested security cameras. I'd love that. Yeah. And they seem to be simple but and bare, but decent cameras, especially for low light. I need some recommendations of some security or regular 1080p HD camcorders for low light. I'd like to spend $300, $300 on the camera, but at least, but if the least expensive for quality costs more, say, 600 he doesn't mind saving up. Basically, he wants you to put on those. Oh, subjects. okay. Interesting. Okay, so we know that webcams are out. Low light, done. You can't use a webcam, period. Uh, don't even try it. Uh, your, web, uh, your camcorders with a $300 budget, you're not going to get good quality, plain and simple. But who, how much quality do you need? Uh, if you get a 1080p camera that does fairly well, Canon makes some good consumer uh, Vixia cameras that are low-end, and they shoot fairly well, and then they do have good low-light responsiveness. Um, for a cheap camera, but when you're spending 300 bucks, you're getting what you're paying for. Uh, you're not going to get a good good shot. But you've got those Avermedia cards, so you've got the capability of pulling in a 1080p source. You're not going to actually be streaming at 1080p. You're going to clock it down to 720 or something lower. Uh, probably 720 is a good place to to be. But uh, any prosumer camera that's got the ability to adjust here's the key thing: adjust the exposure uh, is going to make all the difference. So walk into a store where you can pick them up yeah. and take a look and, and, and see, okay, how can I adjust the exposure of this camera? And if, if you can do that, then you can bring up the virtual brightness of the, of the camera by uh, you know, opening the iris or whatever digitally uh, and, and make it look fairly good in low light, be able to compensate for that. But a $300 camera, I think that's kind of pushing it. I, I'd be looking more toward the four or $500 range for entry level. Uh, but it depends on what you're doing and how good the quality has to be. You're going to get grain, plain and simple, and low yeah. light with a cheap camera. 
it's going to be pixelated a little bit, but it is what it is, right? Yeah. So if you can ever get into spending more money, then look more toward the 900 to $1,000 range with some really entry-level prosumer cameras. Uh, that would be kind of the starting point for me when it comes to low light. You've got to have good light or good camera, good optics. It's it's a toss-up between the two. Good light or good optics. Right, for your luck. <laughs> all right, well, that's all the time that we have tonight. We're uh, just uh, a couple moments over time, but thank you for being here with us tonight. Thanks for sending in your questions. I uh, hope you had fun. Nice to see everybody in the chat room. Yes. Kelsey, always nice to have you here. Thank you. Sasha, don't forget to check out Sasha's new show. Yes. The Category 5.TV Newsroom with Sasha Dermatis. It's available on Roku in the Category 5 Technology TV channel. Check it out. Also on YouTube under linuxtechshow.com. You can just go there and go redirect you. And uh, RSS as well through our website, Category5.TV. The RSS feeds there and you'll be able to subscribe. That's all the time that we have for this week. Next week, I will be back and uh, looking forward to seeing you then. See if I can get the TARDIS up between now and then. Yes. If I have the chance, I will be here putting up a TARDIS wall. It is going to be awesome. That makes me so excited. Me too. TARDIS wall. Me too. Yes. It is all kinds of geeky. Have a wonderful (laughs) week, everybody. Don't forget to check out our website, category5.tv. Email your questions to live at category5.tv. I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.